Talk Live. Call in, talk about whatever's on your mind. It's Mark with you. Matt. And Tyler. That's right. The best night of the week here on Free Talk Live. You can call in and talk about whatever's on your mind. 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Yeah, Free Talk Live had its studios raided not too long ago, but we're back up and we're running. Um, apparently, the FBI agents can uh, pop right in here, pull ma- random wires out, and we can still produce a show. It's been a month now, but uh, yeah, if you want to find out more about what happened, go to thecrypto6.com. That's thecrypto6.com. And there's some video there. There's a story. You can check it all out. Thecrypto6.com. And... If you think it's weird that the FBI pops into a nationally syndicated radio program's uh, studio and just pulls out random wires, you're going to be really surprised at the next story. What's happening, Tyler? Well, I think a lot of people found out that uh, it's not so tinfoil hatty when you say something like the government's going to create microchips to put under your skin because 60 Minutes decided to do a story on that, and it's happening. (laughs) So the Pentagon wants to microchip people or something. Sounds like what they're doing is they're coming up with a microchip that's going to be able to tell you when you have COVID or when you have some type of disease, and they're going to start introducing it to military personnel first. Well, of course. Which makes sense. Yeah. They signed up for this crap, I guess. Right, and they don't really get uh, a say in whether or not they get it. Well, Um, you were a medical corpsman, right, in the, the Navy. Yeah. And... What would happen if they rolled this out? Is it just everybody gets it, or what would ha- what would occur? So, well, right now, when it, when it comes to the COVID vaccine, it sounds like they're not making it mandatory for military personnel, yeah. but they're highly incentivizing you to get it. It sounds like a lot of people, if you're on a ship, I heard one story from a friend of a friend uh, of people that are on a ship that they're not being allowed to go home on leave to see their family without quarantining for two weeks, but they're not giving you two weeks of quarantine. Quarant- right, right, right. You just either don't go home or you get you, the vaccine. Right. So they're not making it mandatory, but they're making your life miserable if you don't get it. Yeah, and miserable enough that everybody's going to do it. Right. A lot of people that said they, they weren't going to comply are changing their minds and saying they're going to comply because, you know, when you tell someone you can't see their family – that's a pretty heavy incentivization. Yeah. So, hey, just out of curiosity, I don't know. Um, I, I wasn't in the military. Mm-hmm. Do they? So, if you're sitting over there in the South China Sea, on some kind of uh, naval vessel, uh, for on maneuvers or whatever it is you're doing, mm-hmm. and your time to see your family comes up, what happens? There, you're not going anywhere. Okay. Um. So there's been, I mean, it happened to me. There was a point in my career where I needed to go home to see family because they were very, very ill. And yep. they told me I wasn't allowed to go because of the needs of the mission. Yeah. So they're not going to let you go home during a, any sort of you any know mission. major operation that you're doing. Yeah. If you're forward deployed or whatever, they're going to try and allot that time to a time when you're not doing anything. But if something okay. comes up and they, so they say, back hey, it off. Right. And then when you go back to Subic Bay or I don't know where I'm talking about. I've been there. Yeah. Subic Bay would be. I have no idea where that is. Yeah. Is that Philippines? Philippines. Okay. Yeah. So you're in Subic Bay on leave or uh, not on leave, but the boat's sitting uh, next to something wooden mm-hmm. uh, or or concrete. Right. Um, then they what send you on an airplane uh, for free? No, 
No. no. Uh, like if you're, I mean, okay, if if you're on a deployment, you're not going home except for like excruciating circumstances. They have to send you home. Um, and even then, if you're important enough to the mission, you're still not going home. Okay. Um, they're not going to send you home until the mission's over. And then everybody's going to go home. And then you have what's called block leave. Okay. And they'll just send the entire unit. They'll just tell the unit. that happens around Christmas every year. They'll just be three weeks. So if you're go, going to go invade home. the United States, do it at Christmas time? <laughs> well, actually, I mean, maybe. I wouldn't be too surprised if that was a good strategy, but like that's the idea is they just send everyone home in bulk and um um and uh, and then they all call you back at the same time. You know, certain people have to stick around. They're not letting everyone go home. It's not okay. like all the lights are turned off and the doors are locked. There's people that are going to stay and like, you know, post watch and But the, the, do those people get to go at different times? They're the you know, they're the no, watch. No, 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 no. You, a lot of the time you just sacrifice your leave or they'll, they'll okay. break it up. So you get a couple days versus a couple weeks. I see. So you get several couple days and, uh, yeah. instead of being able to go home, yeah, um, and they tend just, to have it's just hookers at the local, uh, <laughs> yep. uh bar. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yep, basically. That's the, the this is your new family sailor. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, um the Pentagon scientists reveal a microchip that senses COVID-19 in your body before you show symptoms and a filter that a- extracts the virus from the blood. This is great. That is the dumbest thing I've ever Heard. Sounds ridiculous. Scientists at the Pentagon's secretive unit are is this DARPA are researching viruses and developing pandemic cures. They work at DARPA and other Pentagon <laughs> laboratories. DARPA's team saw COVID nineteen affected almost thirteen hundred on board the U.S. Uh, Theodore Roosevelt as the virus spread unchecked. In response, they've developed a microchip to dete- detect asymptomatic covid in a bid to prevent an outbreak the chip is inserted below the skin and triggers a sensor if covid infects the body darpa have uh, yeah right we they don't they don't even know how to say it darpa i think it's darpa has uh created a filter that can remove covid virus from the blood when attached to dialysis they're working on a uh a vaccine that would work against all coronaviruses even ones not yet identified the team also successfully manufactured antibodies against the Spanish flu. It's just the flu. There's no problem. Uh, hold on. What? Okay. So if you have a sample of the Spanish flu from uh, 1918, mm-hmm. developing a uh, antibodies to it is not some kind of new and amazing science. That is not a pedigree Mm-mm. at all. Because that just means that, I mean, every year they produce a flu vaccine, which will stop strains of the flu, that if those flu, strains of the flu are present, the, the, it'll prevent you, likely prevent you, will help help you to defend against um, those strains. So that's nothing. That line is absolute blithering BS. Hogwash. Yep, completely. Total hogwash. Um, now, as to whether or not DARPA, I I love the notion that DARPA can create a uh, a microchip that's going to filter your blood if you're hooked up to a dialysis machine and uh, pull out all the, cor- the all the ronas out of you. But and I, what I like really about this is they're going to test it on someone else. They're going to have their <laughs> guinea pigs. You know. God, it's it's time to just address. signing up for the military sucks. Right? Uh, yeah, it does. Um, you all of your, you don't 
they they put so much paperwork in front of you as an 18-year-old kid that you're willing to just be like, I'm not going to read all this. And most of it's just a lot of legal jargon I don't understand anyway. But you're giving up so many of your rights when you do that. Yeah. And and you don't get a say in what they do to your body anymore. I used to, you know, I used to give vaccines to to my Marines and stuff and I would have Marines be like, "Hey, so do can I claim a religious exemption to this vaccine?" And I'm like, no, you don't want to because it's just going to cause a whole mess of trouble for you. <laughs> and uh, and they would just have to kind of go along with it like cattle. And we'd literally line them up like yep. cattle. They, they call it a cattle call. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we used to call it a rodeo. Like, you know what I mean? Um, and uh, and we would just corral everyone in and give them all their shots and send them on their way. And if they complained, we'd just say, well, take it up with your with your, you know, yeah. Hey, I'm your not your commanding command. officer. Right. I just gives vaccines. I'm just the shots guy. Yeah. <laughs> right. So let's just talk about the. What's been bugging me the most about this is like the whole slippery slope fallacy. This entire time with COVID, we've been talking about how people are like, there's so many people out there that are like, the government's not going to mandate a vaccine. The government's not trying to microchip you. And it's like the slippery slope has turned into this half pipe that's covered in some kind of silicone <laughs> lubricant. You just slide down at incredible speeds because let's just talk about the fact that, look, if we can just get over the whole slippery slope argument and just accept that they're that this is a definite possibility. This is something that they are doing. We can stop, you know, t- saying that this is some kind of crazy conspiracy theory. It's not a crazy conspiracy theory to say that this chip that they want to put you, put into you is going to have some kind of backdoor that's going to allow them to access your location and you know tell them what you're doing and who you're talking to like, and what. For God's sake, they're putting with. a microchip in you. Yeah. I mean, they'll 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 make it do whatever they want. These the same people that mandated that all modems. In America, produced in America, in the United States, had to have back doors given to the NSA or whatever. Exactly. Seriously, you Come don't on. think they're gonna do something with this chip? Do you think that they're not going to do anything with this chip? Six zero three two eight three six one six zero. I want to hear from your gullible butt. Free Talk Live. It's as if the government wants us to talk like this. It's Mark with you. Matt. And Tyler. Dailymail.co.uk. Pentagon scientists reveal a microchip that that senses COVID-19 in your body before you show symptoms and a filter that extracts the virus from your blood. Yeah. We officially live in a Black Mirror episode. Yeah. It's... Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. What can I tell you? I don't even know what to say about it. Um, I do know that uh, on March the 16th, government agencies conspired together and raided the Free Talk Live studio, the Bitcoin embassy, the homes of Aria DeMezzo, Renee, and Andy Spinella, and Colleen Fordham, a grandmother, by the way. The uh, Crypto Six were then arrested and taken into custody. Ian Freeman, and nobody remain in custody. What can you do to help? Check out thecrypto6.com. There are multiple ways in which you can donate to their legal defense fund because these uh, charges are not a joke, and it's going to take serious a serious legal team, whom I just spoke to today, and many experts to protect the Crypto 6 from further aggression from the state. And by the way, when I say the, uh, the Crypto 6, I mean you and your right to transact in cryptocurrency. This case will likely set precedent that will affect the world of cryptocurrency for decades to come. Help them 
in their fight for liberty and financial freedom by contributing to their legal defense fund at thecrypto6.com. Once more, thecrypto6.com. This is really one of those things where their liberty is your liberty. This is your future liberty. We need right. to get them freed. Right. The lawyers that I talk to um, say this is not money transmitting. And that's the main, the, 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 the center of their, their case. They say it is not money transmitting. So basically what they're trying to do is build a set of precedent that says what is not money transmitting is now money transmitting. Well, it doesn't make sense if they're if they're if the government wants to use capital gains tax when you sell your Bitcoin for actual currency, then it's not money. It's an asset. So yeah. they can't say it's both money and not money. Well, um, yes, it's uh, so. So I would agree with you that it's an asset, but I think that's also a bit of a dangerous road too. I do too. Um, what I would say is is that the Microsoft, the landmark Microsoft case, it was an intellectual property case from the nineties, mm-hmm. um, said that code is speech. Yeah. And it's written, right? It's speech and thus protected by the uh, First Amendment in that way. And then, you know, of course, they went on uh, intellectual property and all that. But that's an interesting piece of the precedent because cryptocurrency is just code. Mm -hmm. And if it's can you say that speech is now a commodity and commoditize it? I don't know. Uh, Look, I'm not I'm not here to make the, the government's job easy. F them absolutely, and everything they're all about. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So uh, good luck to them and whatever it is that they no got going on. No luck to them. Well, it just seems like – my point is is it just seems like they're going to label things in this dualistic manner where it's like it both is and isn't whatever we say it is. And then they just have precedence yep. in, in every avenue that they want to take, which is ridiculous. And it, it doesn't have any – you know modicum of of logic to it right and they don't have even a good system for uh shaping the future they just they're trying to sort of shape the past in order to shape the future and i and just just when they raided the studio and they were interrogating me they actually there were several different uh organizations here there was mm-hmm. the treasury the fbi the post office the Po- yeah, the post office, the BATF, IRS, ATF. ATF was here specifically for me. Yeah, but the rest of them, the ones who were curious about Bitcoin, I'll say curious, uh, being friendly. Um, it was clear to me that they all had different intentions because they were all using different terminology. The one mm. lady got on my face. She goes, "What can you tell me about virtual currency?" And another one was called it uh, digital money, and they were trying to like. It's clear that even the different departments of government they have can't be on the same yeah. page. They don't, and they none of them really understood what they were talking about. No, I, I, I think it was clear when they came through and the way they pulled out the wires, thinking the radio show is recording us. Yeah, right, and just yanked wires out of the back of the uh, the broadcast stacks. Yeah, these they, stacks were me. a mess. They were a mess, and that's it's just clear they sent in knuckle draggers who didn't know what they're talking about. The last time they raided the studios, studios five years ago. They were very, very careful. Now, um, at that point, I was in the state and I came to the studio immediately and they're like, you can't come in. And I'm like, oh, I work here. You can't stop me from coming in just because you have a magic piece of paper. You don't own this building. Right. I do. And they let me in. And, um, you know, they behaved themselves as best they could. And I mean, maybe it's maybe it's because there was an adult in the room. I don't know the answer. But, uh, you know, this, this go around, I was in Mexico and... Um, yeah, they pointed guns at people, flew drones in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I wasn't here for the last raid, but I live across the street and I watched the entire raid take place, you know, from my living room. And I talked to a friend who was here last time and said it was nothing like that last time. 
There, you yeah. know, they knocked on the door. They presented the warrant. It, this time, there was there was a formidable army in the street. There were yeah. two Bearcats. There must have been 20, 30 guys in plate carriers with AR-15s, night vision. Full night vision. Yeah. Just, it was only 6 a.m. Yeah. Yeah. For a bunch of people that talk about peace it was on dawn. the radio. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's astonishing. It's like, what were they thinking that they were going to be up against? Yeah. And... um. I mean, well, I think that what they thought they were up against is, uh, Matt, what were they up against? <laughs> well, they, they were up against, uh, I think they came in trying to do a week a Waco, and luckily, I woke up because of the, I felt the house get hammered, like I, I've said before. They on the ran show. the Bearcat into the window. <clears throat> yeah, the, they, they basically slammed the Bearcat into the house, and I felt, I was asleep, but I felt three sharp, like, booms, like the house gets shook really yeah. hard, and and. It woke me up, and I'm glad it woke me up because I just walked down the stairs because I thought a car crashed into the house. Like some drunk smashed their car into the house. I went mm-hmm. down to see. There was lights coming through the window. There was broken glass. I'm like, oh, man, some idiot smashed her car into our house, you know, fools. And I got down there, and there's a flashlight pointed at me, you know. Over a gun? Over a- yeah, with it like this drone buzzing because they smashed the window out and flew a drone through the window. Yeah. I couldn't see it. Um, but I heard it and I was like, what is, I was like, who are, they're yelling at me. And I said, who are you? FBI. Like, Oh, here we go. Here we go. So I think they really intended to do a full on Waco here. And I just ended up waking up and had I still been in my room near guns. Yeah. They probably would have just lit me up and thrown a gun on my body. You yep. don't, yeah. I mean, they're, they're that funny. way. They when they when they were talking to me, they they were very they, all of them from six a.m. on, extremely certain of their right to do what they were doing. Yeah. They were they, these people were true believers in coming into the people's power houses of government, yeah, destroying people's the, homes. They they look at you like you are a peasant in like. A monarchy or yeah. something, you know. You are you they are. Can throw, they can throw you in the dungeon anytime they want. They work for the king, and therefore, they're, they're, it's might is right mentality, and it never changes. Democracy is no different than, uh, or you know, republicanism, well, however you want to call it, is no different than any other. Uh, you know, this is. I, I I I tend to think not look at this as the sort of the will of the people. I look at this much more as um, bankers have gotten in control Absolutely. of the state all over, and mm-hmm. I don't mean just the United States. I mean all the states. Absolutely, and that. You know, of course they take the apparatus of power, um, and of course the FBI is a lapdog for the bankers. I mean, obviously Definitely. they are. Probably always was. Yeah, I mean, they're going to do good things, but they're also going to do what they're told, mm. because that's who's in charge. And the sycophants serve those who are in charge. They can't help themselves. They that's their nature. They get hazard pay. They're happy about that. The number, 603-283-6160, 603-283-6160, Free Talk Live. Carl Watner, longtime proponent of a voluntary society, died last December. You may have seen his articles published on his website, Voluntarius.com, in his newsletter, The Voluntarist, The Mises Institute, or elsewhere over the last 40 years. His newest book, I Must Speak Out, Volume 2, The Best of the Voluntarist, is now available via Liberty Under Attack Publications. LibertyUnderAttack.com slash Voluntarist. Talk live. Call in, talk about whatever's on your mind. Mark with you. Matt. And Tyler. The number 603 283 6160. 603 283 
888-646-6160. So you can call in and talk about the Pentagon uh, through DARPA, uh, microchipping soldiers, and what you think those results are going to be. Because this isn't a joke anymore, folks. 100%. They're microchipping soldiers, sailors, airmen, marines, what do you call it? Coasties. The whole shebang. Whoever they want in microchip, they're doing it. For openers. Just, right. to, just to start. Right. It's Yeah. The the level of dystopia that we're at and that people seem to be comfortable with is is incredible. I don't know what kind of level of cognitive dissonance you have to have or just, you know, just plain old sticking your head in the sand and saying that everything's all right that you have to subscribe to to look at the current situation and be comfortable with it. it it's no longer the tinfoil hat wearing wackos, you know, calling in radio shows like talking about this stuff. It's real now. It's yeah. real and it's happening. And if you watch the news all over the world, crazy stuff is happening and people are just going along their lives without ever questioning anything. We used to make fun of people who would call in about uh, microchipping because I didn't see the pathway for it. But mm-hmm. I can tell you, I see once they microchip enough soldiers, sailors, airmen and Marines mm-hmm. and then they talk about all the benefits through their uh, media mouthpieces, which will say anything they want at this point. Yep. And they say how great it is. Then people say, well, microchipping's good enough for, my, for, for our boys in green. It's good enough for us. Yeah. And then they just continue on because at this point, the, the, you know, two masks, three masks, four masks, whatever amount of masks, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It, it just, I mean, it's insanity. And then people are like, well, that Mark's crazy for wanting to leave the United States. Right. Yeah. Well, and it's like you got to think about the fact that they're not going to do it in a way that creates this like confrontation with normal people. They're not going to be like, you have to get this chip or we're going to put you in jail. It's just as simple as saying, if you don't get this chip because it's for your safety, then we're not going to let you fly. And then pretty soon we're not going to let you bank. Yep. And you're not going to be able to like buy food for your family. And then it's the norm- like the mark of the beast. Yeah, you know, it like, is. I, I, I thought that was a bunch of hooey, too. Mm, yeah. Yeah. And it's like, you know, I, I, you're seeing you know, like China's creating a digital one and the Fed's talking about creating a digital dollar. But yeah, they're just behind. I mean, they're they got the to beat uh, the, the Chinese to their digital. The digital one is. Mm-hmm. Out. I mean, like, they, I don't know that they're using it, but they're, mm-hmm. you know, they're they're well ahead yeah. of the U.S. on that. You want to talk about something that people are going to say, oh, that's just a far-fetched conspiracy theory, but clearly it isn't at this point. They're going to start saying that physical currency is unsanitary and it spreads coronavirus yep. and we need to get rid of physical dollars. Yeah, Because at that point, right. then all they have to do is, like, freeze up your phone and they don't have to take it from you. They just have to, like, do it remotely. And all of a sudden, you're not allowed to buy food for your family because you didn't want to toe the line yeah it's insane fortunately satoshi nakamoto came along just the right time 2009 2010 kind of saw this on the wall and and you know in the in the cards i think he saw this coming down the pipe and that cat that genie's out of the bottle Mm -hmm. yeah they can they've made uh you know cryptocurrencies so for instance but i mean a lot of these places are uh, right now, in order to get these uh, lawyers that we're talking about, first off, um, you know the the situation is is that the you know the Shire Free Church and its ministers have some cryptocurrency, mm-hmm. 
All right, we got it back in 2011, 2012, 2013, when we were the first media in the world to accept cryptocurrency mm-hmm. for ads. Mm-hmm. Um, and now we have to pay attorneys for this uh, situation with the Crypto6 at the Crypto6.com. Well, um, where'd this, you know, where'd this cryptocurrency come from? Well, some of it's from fundraising, but some of it's just from stores that we have of, uh, of Bitcoin. Well, um, let's see. So you have they, there's addresses with um, you know major amounts of crypto in it. Okay. Well, uh, where'd you get it? They, they, seriously, they're asking those questions mm-hmm. because they cannot accept cryptocurrency that might have been in any way involved in the crime. Mm-hmm. The government mm-hmm. can uh, tax you to from now until the end of time to pay for its case, but you may not use. Any of the any money that they've decided has somehow is involved in some kind of crime, uh, the crime you're charged for. Even if it's not a crime and you prove that later, well, how do you go back in time? Well, you don't. They can't do that. Mm-hmm. So the lawyers need to know that the money that they're being paid with is not the money that has to do with the crime. So now we're whitelisting, uh, you know, wallets and you know the, all these kind of things are going on, and uh, now everything that comes out of you know there's there is a legal document that says. Why? How uh, this wallet contains this amount of crypto, and everything that comes out of that wallet, I guess, is okay. Mm-hmm. I was just talking to a friend about this a couple months ago, and I said, "Watch in the next five years, you're going to start hearing about clean and dirty Bitcoin." Yep. And it's all. And I said five years, and it's been three months since I had this conversation. Yep. And it's already happening. The government's going to tell you, "Oh, that Bitcoin, that specific Bitcoin, that's worthless because that was used in some crime way before you ever got it." You know, and it's insane to think that, like, right? And if you can't, if if you can't use a whitelisted exchange, mm-hmm. and you can't get it, turn it into say Monero or something like that, which they then can't, you know, track or whatever it is that they can do with it, um, then it's just dead in the water. Right. Yeah. And, and you know, I think that one thing we should be talking about before we get sidetracked with the current conditions and the, the current uh, efforts like, that are going against cryptocurrency users is that you shouldn't be afraid of cryptocurrency because all this is going on. In no. fact, to defeat it, the number one thing you can do is get involved with cryptocurrency, normalize it, get your neighbors and your friends and your families and yourselves to use it every day. Yeah, once use it's it. ubiquitous, once everybody's got it and once they're using it, then there's not much they can do to stop like the, that. The genie is out of the bottle, but the genie could be a lot more out of the bottle. Be so clear, get- ladies and gentlemen, when you pull out a $100 bill and they now market at the super at supermarket. Yeah, they don't want you using that. Mm-hmm. They want you to use their little pre-approved bank cards. Yes. Remember, it's all about the banks, ladies and yes. gentlemen. Mm-hmm. The power in this world isn't the state. It isn't the FBI. It isn't the U.S. military. It is the bank. It's the banks. And it always has been the And banks. the banks don't like cash. The banks don't like Bitcoin. The banks don't like anything. They want they, they want things to continue on the way they are, but obviously they're changing, so they're figuring out, well, how do we how do we get in front of this Bitcoin parade? Because obviously it's out there. They're too late. They, yeah. they, and they know well, it. Well, they're getting, they're getting in front of it, though. They're, well, I, I don't mean, think... You could buy Bitcoin with PayPal, and it just sits there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. you can hold it, but you can't spend it. You can't you? Right? You can. You can. Is I that think how you, that works? Well, I, no, Basically. I think you can use. I think you can use it for PayPal approved 
things. And that's what the well, and that's what the you the can't banks move and the it into a different wallet. No, if you have if you have Bitcoin on PayPal, it has to stay on PayPal. Oh, yeah. don't so don't do that. Stay away from Coinbase and, and well, but that's okay. That. This is part of the problem that we're seeing with Bitcoin and with the government getting like or becoming more accepting of it. It has to do with the fact that like. They're going to allow Bitcoin, but it's going to be in their pre-approved wallets with pre-approved transactions with pre-approved <laughs> people. Basically, they're just going to make it. It's not going to be like a dollar where it's like I can use a dollar anywhere that somebody accepts it. They're going to be like, no, this this Bitcoin that you have, if it's not if it's been used in any crime, it becomes worthless. And if you're going to use the good Bitcoin that you might have, it needs to go through the people we say you can spend with it. And that's part of the problem. I mean, Bitcoin is one one facet of a much bigger concept of crypto that exists. And there's other cryptos out there that are trying to buck the system. I mean, Monero is one of them. Fantastic. That's, right. And that's end to end. They specific, when they were interrogating me, they specifically asked me about Monero. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ah, you know what that is? Because they don't know what to do about they that. Heard the right? word. that. They know the word. <laughs> I think they, they've yeah, been They're told as far back on Monero as they were in Bitcoin, uh, on Bitcoin in 2011. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, they, I mean, and, and I think what I think the people who interrogated me were basically told that keep an eye out for the Monero. That's extremely bad because for them it is extremely bad. Mm-hmm. That's a coin that basically destroys itself on the way out of the wall and recreates itself when it comes into a new wall. There's no real in-between for them to follow. Yeah. So... The number, 603-283-6160. It's 603-283-6160 here on Free Talk Live. Calling about cryptocurrency, microchips from DARPA, or whatever you want. Free Talk Live. Talk live, call in, talk about whatever's on your mind. That's what we do here on Free Talk Live. That's what we call it, Free Talk Live. If it's between 7 p.m. and 10 p.m. Eastern Time, anywhere in the world, you can call in and talk about whatever you want. We got rid of the cult, the toll free line. We figure that's uh, that's so you know last decade. The 603-283-6160. It's 603-283-6160. It's Mark with you. Matt. And Tyler. And I we've never had this particular crew on the air before. Ah, this is fun. But yeah. I have been waiting for this particular <laughs> one because the three of us think so similarly yeah. about just about every issue. Not to say that any, either of you can't disagree with me if I you know have anything. I'm just I, I'm obviously I don't have to fight about anything, you know, yeah. <laughs> so far. And um yeah, I'm sure there's something that you and I uh, dis- all disagree on. But uh, anyway, you can call in and disagree with us. 603-283-6160. It's 603-283-6160. Out of Chicago, a review board on Thursday, a police review board released videos, 911 calls and other materials related to the officer-involved fatal shooting of a 13-year-old boy named Adam my son's 13, just in case you guys uh, need a little perspective here. Mm-hmm. Adam Toledo, while responding to a report of shots fired in late March. Extremely graphic police body camera footage. And ladies and gentlemen, I don't care what I get paid to do this. I don't look at these videos. Mm-mm. I won't do it. I don't owe you that. You want to see a 13-year-old get shot and killed by these freaking knuckle-dragging thugs? Psychopaths. You do it. Knowing about I'm not doing enough. it. Yeah. 
And you know what? That 13-year-old boy wanted to be a cop. Uh, <laughs> probably at one point in his life, he did. Yeah. He did. That was what he wanted to be. Yeah. Extremely uh, graphic. Let's see. Pulling up on location, the city's west side, March the 29th, immediately encountering two people, one of whom appears to be Toledo, running away from the area. Officer shoves the other person to the ground and chases after another person, later identified as Toledo, who is seen running away from the crime scene, wearing a baseball cap, a dark colored hoodie and jeans, and the camera's audio begins to play. The officer can be heard yelling to the boy to stop. Stop right effing now. Uh, Toledo then stops for a moment before he turns around the officer, at which point the cop uh, tells to him, show me your your effing hand. Uh, Toledo appears to have his hands up. And he is shot at, um, and he, excuse me, I'm going to say this again. Toledo appears to have his hands up when he is shot at one time. The officer calls over the radio for an ambulance and announces shots fired. Look at me. Look at me. You all right? Where are you shot? The officer asks him. The cop then radios, shots fired by the police. He continues uh, asking Toledo where he is shot and tells him to stay with me. Other officers can be heard saying, stay with me, buddy. Stay awake, buddy. Come on, bud. Stay awake. My pension. My pension. Oh, I, I'm sorry. I, I, it says, come on, big guy. Toledo was uh, shot one time in the chest. Officers on scene performed chest compressions. As if they're going to save this kid. While they uh, waited for an ambulance to arrive, seventh grader, the seventh grader, seventh the seventh grader. grader could not be saved. Absolutely awful human beings. Remember when you were in seventh grade and what you were like at that time. Now imagine you're staring down a cop with a gun. Yep. Um, it's, in seventh grade, we were literally playing guns. Yeah. Out, we were out there. If, if we weren't playing football, like you know, there weren't that many kids in our neighborhood, so four kids playing football, it gets a little boring. So sometimes we just pick up the plastic guns and uh, you know go play guns. Mm-hmm. Imagine the nightmare of being a seventh grader, because I'm pretty sure that almost every seventh grader has the idea that the police are there to take care of you and they're there to protect you. I don't know many seventh graders that have been well, disillusioned from that. He from was that running. He, he, first, he ran away, and I mean, you know, the the chase instinct is there, but these guys should be trained on this. Mm-hmm. You know, like it it shouldn't matter whether he's twenty tw- uh, thirteen or twenty three. This just goes to show that this is a trigger hi- uh, happy cop. Right. You know what? I I think I would I I, I want to add something to that, or, or maybe even alter that comment. I might we might have just found something we disagree on. I have this theory that. The reason cops are so shooty these days is because of anti-gun culture. I don't think these cops grew up around guns. Mm. I think a lot of their first exposure to guns and gun living had to do with being taught, trained at these really ramshackle police schools, these academies that are just, you know, kind of... They they don't they don't have well the lady who shot the guy and was uh, in yeah, Minneapolis the, was the, a trainer she mm-hmm. said taser 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 pulled her gun and shot a man right. how do you screw that up it's literally impossible to screw that it's up. the wrong hand it weighs different you know I mean yeah. I'm not saying she shot him on purpose I am not saying that but I am saying a breathtakingly bad uh, slip up occurred yeah catastrophic oops. Yeah. And at, at some point or another, the cops are going to need to be disarmed. I mean, I don't know how else to say this. Stop sending, you know, like, like, for, forget it. We need to stop sending the cops in with guns because apparently they're just going to shoot can't handle kids. It. They can't. They're not good at it. They are. They're not from a culture of guns and they'll never be used to it.
Well, I also think part of the problem has to be that there are too many comps out there that are just dying for their moment to shine. Oh, yeah. They want to they be... pull their gun. They want to take down the bad guy. Yeah. I mean, look, I was in the military, right? And I was with the infantry for part of my career. And I can tell you that there are a lot, a lot of 19-year-old infantry Marines out there that are just dying to get into combat. Yeah. They just want to know what say, it's like to kill someone. They, they sign up saying, I, wanted to ki- I want to be able to kill somebody. Right? Well, we and have a job for you, you know, son. You know, right. And you know, the thing is, is a normal person doesn't want to hear that about their soldiers. They want to think that, just like they're cops, they want to think that they're the good guys, that they're, yep. they're doing the right thing. They're but protecting let's be our honest, country. Right? Like, okay, for me, for instance, right? One of the reasons that I could never be a cop, even as like a younger person, I never once wanted to be a cop was I just didn't like the idea of telling people what to do, especially for things I didn't agree with. The type of people that become cops aren't there going, I want to protect people. They're go- going there saying, I want to take down the bad guys. They just want to kill people, and they want to do it thinking that they're the superhero. And um, in, in this case, when we were talking about a, 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 you know, a 13-year-old, it's pretty clear the first reaction was shoot. Mm-hmm. You know, and... Um, like there needs to be some level of separation. That's uh, w- what it comes down to. When you were talking about uh, you know people and guns, uh, Matt, when I grew up, I'm 50 years old. I was born in 1971. For those who uh, wish to know, I my dad had a rifle in the closet, not in a gun safe, not hung up on the wall where I couldn't reach it, in the closet. Mm-hmm. And I got my f- first BB gun at 10 years old. Uh, it was, it was ten, yeah, it was ten years old, and um, you know, I, I began training with that. I was told that's dad's right, daddy's rifle. You don't touch daddy's rifle. Mm-hmm. And I was told that I was told that multiple times. That's daddy's rifle. You don't touch daddy's rifle. And um, you can imagine after I get to be a pretty good shot with the BB gun that I did want to take dad daddy's rifle out. I absolutely did, and uh, I was allowed to. Because, you know, he wanted me to be good at a, a good shot at, at, at all uh, rifles that I got in my hands. He was never a handgun guy. He just didn't like them. Mm-hmm. Um, he believed in rifles. And but I never touched his rifle. Never once did I would I wouldn't I looked at it. I would open the closet door. They didn't tell me I couldn't look at it. Um, I'd open the closet <laughs> door and I would look at it. But um, I wouldn't touch it. I never touched it because that's how I was taught. And I was, you know, I was taught, there's a few serious things in this world, Mark, and one of them is, you don't touch daddy's rifle. Yeah, and I I think, I bet a lot of cops never had a background like even that, and I, I wonder if people who aren't, who are not gun people, but not necessarily opposed, and they go into something like police work, and they start shooting, I wonder if they don't even maybe fetishize it a little bit, maybe yeah. like, you know, when once they get their hands on the gun, now they've got a fetish. Well, in Chicago, it. they're the only ones who can carry them. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't see how you wouldn't fetishize it. Makes you feel like a big man yeah. when you're well, the only one gets to, let, gets to carry you're, a gun. You're the only one, yeah. and you can do it anywhere in yeah. America. You're a Chicago cop. Right. Yeah, you can carry everywhere. Yes. Pretty yeah. much, I mean, pretty much everywhere. And another thing, Matt, too, to, to, to expand on that, like, part of the problem definitely has to do with the fact that a lot of cops are military veterans. 
You know, and there are cops out there that have been around guns, understand guns. But part of what comes with the military culture that is definitely emulated in the police world is this kind of tribal, you know, it's it's civilians and soldiers or civilians yep. and police. Everybody else is a civilian and it's us versus them. So just like they you don't have, understand. No, they don't. And, well, and the thing is, is like, think about this, right? Who what normal people date cops? What normal people hang out with cops? People most, who like to get beaten. Most people, right? Like most people, do not want to get into a relationship with a cop because they're afraid that their gang friends are going to come after them if you do something wrong. Well, yeah, and that's the thing is, is that you don't want to be in a relation. Uh, you don't want to be in a friendship or relationship with a police officer in many cases because you just feel like, well, I don't want to put them in a situation. Everything's illegal, and I don't want to put them in a situation where uh, they have to, you know, potentially arrest me. Yeah, everything's illegal. This is the new America, ladies and gentlemen. 603-283-6160. Everyone has a different war. For some, in the UN peacekeeping mission to Grenya, the struggle is just to survive. For others, it's to remain sane. For the rebels of the freehold of Grenya, their war is for their very way of life. They'll do everything and anything to stop this invasion. And they mean to make the enemy suffer. Because physical wounds heal. Freehold. Defiance. A collection of hard-hitting tales gathered by series creator Michael Z. Williamson and BaneBooks.com. That's right, it is Free Talk Live, and you are free to call in and talk live here on the airwaves. We're kicking off the second hour of Free Talk Live. It's Mark with you. Matt. And Tyler. And you can call in and talk about anything you want at 603-283-6160, 603-283-6160. I want to talk about stacking the Supreme Court. But before we do, a little housekeeping, ladies and gentlemen. If you call 603-283-6160, you must wait until the commercial break for me to answer the call. I am answering the phone. If you call and hang up, your call doesn't get on the air. You're not punishing me because I have no idea who you are or what your problem is. So call and hold the line and I will come talk to you and then we'll, we'll put you on the air the next Segment 603-283-6160. feel like I have to explain some things very clearly. And one of the things I'd like to to uh, explain clearly is, is that now the Democrats are in charge in, well, basically the Senate, the, the House and the White House. We got the, we got the full boat going here. Um, they're going to look at stacking the Supreme Court. What does stacking the Supreme Court mean? Any guys? You got? Uh, you heard this term? Well, I I heard that they're going to add. They want to add five more members four. to four. 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 Yeah, they more. already have an odd. There's three Democrats currently, and there's six Republicans. Yeah. So if they add four more, they have seven Democrats. They have a Democrat majority. Yeah. The Supreme Court can be any number that it wants to be. I think it's been sitting at nine since the 1800s. 1869. There you I, go. I happen to look. Uh, we we did read this last night on the air, and uh, I want to go over it with you guys because I think it's really important um yes there isn't a constitutional amendment setting 
They, they set a constitutional amendment about how much representation you can get. Mm-hmm. It used to be that there was a certain amount of people needed a representative in Congress. But as it got so large, they're like, oh, well, we can't do that. And we don't really want to represent people anyway. So, you know, we'll just, you know, make it bigger. And um, so now you've got uh, 435 of the uh, drunken sailors in the uh, the house and uh, 100, pardon me, pardon me, Tyler. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to apologize to all the drunken sailors. Right. Come on. Drunken, everyone loves a drunken sailor. <laughs> and uh, 100 uh, uh, senators. A- and they never really set what the number was for uh, the, the Supreme Court. But they built a building. And the building's built for nine justices. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's just sufficient. Go ahead, pass an amendment that says there should be nine Supreme Court justices. This is what Americans want. It's been that way their entire lives. There's nobody alive who has uh, seen more or less than nine Supreme Court justices. Um, Theodore Roosevelt was roundly uh, um, vilified for his uh, attempt at stacking the Supreme Court. And I think this is a very, very, very bad idea. I think it's a terrible look for the Democrats. Everything they do lately has been looking so desperate and petty and like even more desperate and petty than you normally see from them there's there's this concept uh whether or not you want to believe it is entirely up to you but there's this concept that the supreme court is supposed to be impartial and (laughs) i mean this just flies in the face of that notion and and who's to say that it's not going to start some kind of uh supreme court arms race you know 30 years from now we might have a supreme court of 35 37 members can can i be on it right yeah (laughs) well there are there i believe there are justices who have never been a judge um Ah. at least one that i'm thinking of but i don't want to say anything because i i'm i haven't researched ahead of time so you're saying there's a chance Uh, (laughs) there's a chance chance. (laughs) so uh, what let me let's walk through this Mm-hmm. All right. At this point, only the most radical of the Democrats are out there saying, let's study this and see whether it's a good idea. Nancy Pelosi says, yes, let's study it. But no, she wouldn't bring it to a vote on the floor. But if somebody wanted it really bad, if, if Americans wanted it badly enough, oh, of course, she'd uh, buckle right away. And of course, that's all they have to do is say. And Biden's saying no. And uh, Sanders is saying no. AOC, I'll bet she's saying yes. Um Oh, I bet. But she's on that end of the Democratic Party where we try out new things. We we float ideas and stuff. She'll be president in a couple uh, decades, but not right away. God help us. God. Oh, it's on the (laughs) sway, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Idiocracy is here. In full effect. (laughs) Yup. So let's run through this. I'm not saying it's going to go this time, but let's say it does. Let's say um, they, they decide, well... We got enough power, and the Americans mandate, you know, gave us a mandate the second go around. They, uh, they, they, they voted us back in the Democrats. So we're just going to go ahead and we're going to stack the court. We're going to put uh, another four justices in there. Um, nine plus four, thirteen. Uh, lucky thirteen. We're in. We're in shape. We're ready to go. Do Americans begin to lose? Because obviously, most Americans do not want this. Right. And if it does happen, then it's one of those things that Americans didn't want that happened, mm-hmm. kind of like real ID mm-hmm. um, and getting away of getting rid of cash and all kinds of things that are roundly disliked by anybody but those in uh, in deep power. So do Americans begin to trust their government even less and less and less over time? Is that what's happening? Because at this point, literally, 
um, they did a poll and cockroaches came out higher than uh, members of Congress. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, I wonder if, uh, you know, we're just told how, like repeatedly told how good government is, but nobody really actually believes that on the street. Like even Democrats don't like Democrats anymore, but we're told that they do. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think there's probably a lot of Republicans who don't quite like the direction the Republican Party has gone. And we know that's true. This yeah. is kind of like in the 1970s when, like, members of Congress were like, "The mafia doesn't exist, guys." Yeah, <laughs> and everyone's like, "Uh huh, yeah, we totally, we totally believe you," you know. And it's like apparent that it doesn't, and that's Obvious. the thing: people don't like the way the government acts, and it's not whether or not. Let's remember that what the government does isn't based on what the people want. Studies were no. done on this. Yeah. It doesn't it's matter. A Princeton, it's a Princeton study, and you can look and the correlation. There, there is no correlation between what the people want and what the government does. There is a correlation between what special interests and lobbyists oh, want. Oh yes, right. High correlation. Yeah, much higher. And what it has to do with? I mean, there was an article that came out a couple weeks ago that said that you know the Biden administration had a think tank put together, including some historians, and Biden was asking. What kind of things, how much like social change can we implement in this administration before it becomes too much for the people to accept? So you have to ask yourself, why are they trying to ramp things up and why are they trying to push so much change? The Biden administration clearly wants to stack the Supreme Court because it knows that having a Supreme Court that has a majority conservatives, they're going to put a stop to a lot of changes they might want to institute, such as like a magazine ban or some type of gun confiscation. Right. And you have to wonder- It's amazing how Judges can't read the Second Amendment, but they'd appear not to be able to read the Second Amendment. Right. Biden said um, that there's no amendment that's absolute. Well, does the, what the amendment is part of the Constitution, and what he's saying is is that when it says shall not be infringed, he means he can infringe it sometimes <laughs> with the way they want to do it. Yeah, that's the one amendment to the Constitution that says shall not be infringed after that. They're very serious, and they made the First Amendment say you can say and do and you know be whatever you want. Express yourself freely, and then to back it up, they went to the Second Amendment to say, by the way, if anybody gives you a hassle about any of that, and they're going to hurt you over it, here's some guns. Here's your catch-all. Well, um, uh, yeah, I think the Second Amendment was intended to be a way to hold back. See, the thing is, is that the uh, with 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 the uh, Civil War is that the the federal government went from this organization that no one thought about at all that was basically just the military yeah to an organization that it was it was the government then right and you went from a citizen of new hampshire to a citizen of the united states yeah. all in that short period of time mm-hmm. and that's one of the things that happened with reconstruction yeah people don't really understand what confederacy meant right like a confederacy and a, feder- a federation are, are very similar terms. Very similar terms. And people think one is just encounter to the other or something. And yeah. th- the truth is that Confederacy has a lot less centralization. Yeah. And the fact that the federal entity won centralized a lot of power. The, the Constitution only allowed for the federal government to deal with interstate commerce. And the idea behind that was they wanted to make it so that they just kind of made sure that trade stayed even and fair across the states. And they've turned that into so much more. Yeah, it's um, it's it's fascinating what the Civil War did, and most Americans just think it was about slavery, and yeah. so many other things uh, happened. Very Not little to, to do with slavery. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, it was an important factor if you were locked, if you were a slave. Free Talk Live, eight, uh, excuse me, six zero three two eight three six one six.
Free Talk Live. Call in, talk about whatever's on your mind. It's Mark with you. Matt. And Tyler. 603-283-6160. It's 603-283-6160. We've been across the board tonight, really, uh, from DARPA microchipping you to uh, Bitcoin being controlled by the feds, Chicago cops shoot a 13-year-old unarmed kid, and... uh, uh, they they say the city's on edge. I don't know how anyone can talk about a city being on edge, but uh, yeah, fascinating stuff. Um, let's see. An attorney representing the family said that uh, if you're shooting an unarmed child with his hands in the air, it's an assassination. So um, accurate. Yeah. That's fair. Accurate. It it sure shouldn't have been done. Um, yeah. Also talking about stacking the Supreme Court. I think this is probably the most important thing facing Americans right now. Um, I don't. I, I think they're. This is the early stages. I think that this is the floating of mm. the ideas because this is how it goes. Let's yeah. see how people respond. You know, that's what they're thinking. They're like, let's see if we can make this happen and then use it to our advantage. Are people going to start freaking out? Are people going to resist the idea, or are they just going to kind of accept it and go part of the course? Yeah, and I think with the COVID nineteen thing was not like just giant power grab. Mm-hmm. They they saw that Americans were gonna just believe every single word, and they just ran with it. How much can we dump on them that they'll continue to take? And they and the thing is, is that you can't even still talk to Americans about it. I know. I mean, They're like the, sponges for it. The top five hundred richest people in America got ridiculously wealthy. The rest of us got hosed, yep. mm-hmm. and you got to wear your mask because Dr. Fauci isn't doing anything this summer. <laughs> like, what? What? Like, uh, you don't, you still don't realize that your pockets have been picked. Mm-hmm. You don't realize that your children and your children's children's future has been mortgaged and it is gone. It's demolished. You know, people need to, people look at history, right? And they see all these crazy things that happen in history and they just ask themselves, how did people go along with that? Like, how did the yep. Nazis put Jews on boxcars and how did people just stand idly by? How did oh, the Romans get looted yeah. by, uh, you know, just a few German tribes that were outside the city? Yeah. Well, this is how you got looted, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, I was watching a documentary about you know the, the, the 2000s and watching how like George W. Bush led us into Iraq with weapons of mass destruction. And looking at it in hindsight, you're just like, how did people not see how yep. stupid this was and how duped they were? It's happening right now. It happened. Again, yeah, over- and people don't even know that it happened to them. Yeah, yeah. They'll, they'll I mean, fight and fight and fight about it. I think this time it's even it's like I mean to some of us it's obvious like this might be one of the most obvious ones of all time but i think this one is also the most under the radar for many many people like i think weapons of mass destruction that was that was a softball one that was a like nobody believed that yeah Yeah. at the very least you could say that they were trying to protect uh you know our future or whatever um but you know what can you say about this is is that i mean you know here's a disease that they never never that you never believed was more than uh, that the survival rate was less than 99%. Right. Like, Never. Well, just talk, let's talk about the Supreme Court in regards to this because it's like, give me one excuse how putting more people on the Supreme Court isn't a partisan move. 
How is this not entirely motivated? By I think the a Democrats lot of people don't desire? care. Like, uh, like there's enough Demo- people who will vote Democrat. Um, mm-hmm. I, I shudder to call them. They're not Democrats. The Democrats don't consider them Democrats. I can no. assure you. And the Republicans don't consider you a Republican. Uh, you know, me a Republican or anything like that either. They don't. You know, they don't. It's a small club and we ain't in it. Yeah. But um, there are plenty of people who vote Democrat who would be absolutely. Let's go ahead and stack the Supreme Court while we have the opportunity. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. Because you're never. Go- we're never going to get another opportunity to do it like this again. Which, of course, is the counter argument for doing it. Because if you're never going to get another opportunity, that means the Republicans will, mm-hmm. and they will then stack. And then now you're just talking about an arms race. Yep. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, and honestly, at some point or another, we have to pick a number, and I say that number should be nine because it's the number it's been for a hundred and fifty plus years. Yeah, and what they're trying to do is also, I mean, even for them, can come back, will come back to bite them eventually because it's just putting a, a bandaid on a gunshot wound, and that's all they're struggling to do right now. It's so dumb. I mean, that could easily turn out to be, uh, uh, what is it? They want to go from nine to, to uh, 13. thirteen. Yeah. So that could easily turn out to be thirteen right wing <laughs> Supreme Court justices. What should be concerning to people? What's concerning to me is how short sighted all of this is. They're doing it because they want short term gains right now in their agenda. Yep. Whatever yep. policy they want to push, they need to push it now. And they they're so hand to mouth in terms of their thinking mm-hmm. that they don't care if that comes back to absolutely obliterate them five years from now. Well, they must be confident that it's not going to. They must be confident that whatever changes they're going to make in the next four years are going to be good enough that they solidify their position. Otherwise, they're really doing risky stuff with playing around with this. They don't care about um, gender issues. They don't care about uh, racial issues. They don't care about any of that stuff. No. That's all dressing on something else. Let's talk about that. Actually, it's funny. What is it? I don't know. So so um, I'm on dating apps, right? Like I'm a young single guy, so I'm trying to find find somebody uh, who's, you know, some nice girl. And one some of the girl th- dumb enough. Yeah, yeah, right, exactly, um, to put up with me. And one of the things that I'm seeing on these dating apps constantly is women uh, posting their pronouns, right? Even yes. if, you know, it's not just trans people that are posting their pronouns, it's everybody. Like, I do it on my uh, LinkedIn. Right, a lot uh, of, yeah. The reason I do, uh, do it on my LinkedIn is so people don't get confused. My pronouns are his majesty, your majesty. <laughs> yeah, which is what I'm using now when I get confronted about this because one of the things I put in my bio is is if you put your pronouns on your bio, I'm just going to swipe left. I don't want to talk to you because I already know like you're not really thinking about this. And I've been confronted on it. They're like, what's so bad about putting your, your pronouns on your bio? And I said, look, it's not if – if a trans person – declares their pronouns, that's great. I would like to know what your pronouns are so I can use the proper ones. Because I'm not a bigot. I'm not trying to be a jerk to you. If you want me to use your pronouns and you're a respectful person, I'll use them. The problem I have with normal people posting their pronouns is you're normalizing the idea that all of these made-up genders are are the norm and the mainstream. And the, the you're basically saying that biological gender doesn't exist anymore. And you're doing it on this like what you're attempting to do is you're attempting to control the conversation. Yes. And and what bothers me about that is these these corporations and these media outlets that are pushing this, do they really even care about no. your gender or the point point what is it, 0.6% of the population that are trans? No. What I think they're doing is I think these corporations want it so people are confused about their gender because when you are confused, when you when you erase the concept of what is natural, you create people that are insecure. And insecure people are better consumers. Like these 
Corporations That's aren't, true. These corporations are not trying to make you self-sufficient or self-reliant. They want you to be reliant on them. Yeah, they so want you to continue to consume. And yeah. uh, if you're constantly worried about whether or not you've used the proper pronoun and referring to, oh, she she said her pronouns were actually Zizhay. Let's think about this. <laughs> Let's think about the fact that Big Pharma is going to make so much money uh, if, if we have a future where everybody has to get vaccines mandatory every six months for the rest of their life. Let's take it a step further. And the How, microchip. Yeah, and the microchip. How much money are they going to make if people have to take hormones to be the gender they want and people are switching all the time and wh- where's like all the money that's going to go into that it's 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 this is it's about consumerism it's about making you reliant fascinating uh what do you think 603-283-6160 at 603-283-6160 is all of this about consumerism i think there's a good argument free talk live Look, I'm sorry, but you're in for a world of pain if you use Coinomi. The reason is their wallet doesn't support payments. The solution is simple. Let them hear your voice. Message Coinomi on Twitter. It takes five seconds and tell them any pay sent you because they're on the fence right now. And your voice will prove that people care about using Bitcoin for payments. Go tweet at Coinomi now or even better, leave a review in the app store. They really pay attention there. Thanks. Free Talk Live, the most fun edition of Free Talk Live I've done since returning after Ian's uh, arrest. It's Mark with you. Matt. And Tyler. Thanks, guys, for sitting in. Really have appreciated it. Yeah, this is a lot of fun. Our pleasure. Yeah, um, so I've been speaking to Ian recently, and I know a lot of people want to know What's going on? I have I spoke to Rich Paul, nobody, uh, one time, and then the other Crypto Six are out, and you can, uh, you know, contact them as, as you wish. It's thecryptosix.com for um, you know whatever uh, donations and um, research you want to do. Thecryptosix.com. And contact them there if you want any more information than you've already gotten, um, than, than we already have on the website. If we, if it's, if the website is not complete enough, please let us know. It's thecrypto6.com. But um, we do have a hearing. So the judge has heard. I should back up a little bit. Um, Ian's bail was denied by the magistrate um, after much ado. The judge has heard the arguments and now either has to choose between two things, either has to uh, decide whether or not he's going to get bail, period. Mind you, I'd like to remind you that the police union leader of the Boston Police Department accused of molesting five kids was given a bail. Hmm. Um, But Ian, who is accused of using Bitcoin, uh, of selling people Bitcoin, is not. Yeah. um, Because he's dangerous. Because this is a political hit. That because that's what it is. Uh, it's it's this is incarcerated for being libertarian. Yep. Yeah. And it happens. And there's it, it's undeniable. Ross uh, Albrecht, another Dead, Dread Pirate Rob, Roberts. Mm-hmm. Everybody around him got nothing for charges. He got two life sentences. And the judge said it. The judge said it. She said it's because you haven't rescinded your philosophy. Mm-hmm. And so she gave him two life sentences. And um, that's that's that. So Ian may be out. Next week, 
Maybe he won't. Um, the judge could possibly ask for a de novo, de novo hearing, which means basically a do-over, and they have to make all their cases again, and then the judge would, um, you know, uh, make their choice again. And maybe they're just dragging their feet. I don't know the answer to that. But let's go to the phone lines. We've got Pat calling in from Northern Michigan. Pat, you're on Free Talk Live. Good evening, gentlemen. That that roll-in you just gave was perfect for what I'm going to say. Excellent. What's in your um, mind? I, I, I'm seriously frustrated with corporate America kowtowing to the trolls on the inner tube. You all know <laughs> who I'm talking about. The kids live in the basement, pretend to be 10,000 people, and impress everybody. Mm-hmm. Right? All right. So we're going to go to the story of Billy Goat Gruff. I don't know if you all remember this childhood fable, but there's three goats. There's a little goat, a medium-sized goat, and a big goat. And they're going across this bridge. Well, there's a troll that lives under the bridge. And the little goat goes across, and he trip, 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 trip. And the goat troll comes up. Who's that trip trapping on my bridge? He's, oh, it's just I, little Billy Gruff. Billy goes gruff, yeah. I'm going to eat you. No, don't eat me. Wait. My brother is much bigger than I. Wait for him. So then the medium-sized goat comes across. Trip, trap, trip, trap, and the troll comes up. Oh, I'm going to eat you. Hey, no, don't eat me. I'm I'm just a little goat. Wait for my brother. He's much bigger than I. Well, then the three-ring goat comes across the old ram, and the troll comes up. Oh, you're the goat I've been waiting for. And he horns him right into the creek, back under the bridge where he belongs. So the <laughs> Scottish, the Scottish ogres. <laughs> Keep trolls. the trolls under the bridge. I'm with you, Pat. Thanks for the call. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I had forgot, honestly forgotten how that thing went. Yeah, <laughs> I've never heard that before. Oh, that was, you haven't? That was awesome. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. That was, uh, I think it's just because little kids get excited about when you say trip, 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 trip. Yeah. My, my <laughs> eyes got big. I felt like I was seven. It was great. Thank you to that guy. <laughs> right. That's what it feels like. You know, you can actually, the trip, trip, uh, you know, onanomatopoeia just has such a powerful uh, totally. feel to it. Yeah. Yep. And I think yep. that's what, uh, what the kids like about it the most. Anyway. Um, yeah. I agreed. Let's keep the trolls under the bridge. And uh, we were talking about this uh, situation where the Democratic Party is looking to increase the number of uh, Supreme Court justices from nine to 13. And this is contrary to what everybody wants. I mean, really, Democrat voters didn't even want this. They wanted their $2,000 out of uh, the Biden administration and didn't get it. Um, so, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think you've, they've probably lost a lot of voters over uh, over that, you know, but whatever it was worth it, we got rid of uh, Orange Hitler. And so, you know, yeah. worth it. Totally worth it. Saved but, the, we've saved the town. Like, <laughs> oh, boy. Dude. Oh, as it burns down. <laughs> right. This is fine. Yeah. yeah. At, at you know, least we have geriatric Jesus. All of these stories have an obvious, like, um, kind of, like, tie-in to each other that I kind of just want to spell out for people. I'm sure plenty of people listening understand this, especially regular listeners. But if there's anyone out there that, like, thinks that all of this is a little bit crazy, just think about the fact that everything that the government does has a different motive than the one they're telling you. Yeah. Like, don't be stupid and assume that they're telling you their honest intentions. Suckers. Right? There's always an underlying motive. Why did they go after a guy like Ian? Why'd they go after a guy like Ross Oldrick? Why are they trying to get people to use, you know, these these weird new pronouns? Why are they trying to stack the Supreme Court? It's because they want power. 
they want to control you. They want to ease you one way or another. They're going to coax you, you know, gently and tell you it's for good reasons and it's for your best interest. But when was the last time the government actually did anything for your interest out of, you know, these like uh, altruistic reasons? And at some point you have to stop. I don't care how big a sucker you are. You have to stop at some point and say, when is the common good bad for me? How am I getting absolutely annihilated on this one? How is that for the common good? Well, I yeah. think that a lot of people... Because um, today, you know, yesterday it was Ross Ulbricht's problem, and now it's Ian's problem, and tomorrow it's going to be your problem. Yeah, how is that Voltaire? I think it was Voltaire, right? That quote goes, it's like, first they came for the libertarians. No, and that's I didn't- uh, Re- Reverend Martin Neumuller during the uh, Nazis. Yeah. Um, oh, it was you. First they came for the trade unionists. I wasn't trade unionist, so I said nothing. Uh, then they came for the Jews, and I wasn't a Jew, so I said nothing. Um, and they came for somebody else, and I wasn't one of those, and so I said nothing. And then when I, um, when somebody came for me, there was no one left to stand up for me. Yeah. And that's ultimately uh, it's it's the truth Like the government's job is to separate us and it's doing an excellent job at it right now. And this is the thing that I'd like to remind everybody as the government says, we're going to honor your pronouns as the government says, we're going to honor your marriage. We stop those evil states from stopping gay marriage as the government says, we're going to make sure that You get your fair share, Mr. Ethnic Minority. Don't worry. As the government says that, last year, the 500 richest people in America got wildly and breathtakingly wealthy. Yeah. And what do you get? What do you think you're going to get? Is it going to come still? Mm Because they said they were going to get $2,000 and now you got $1,400. It's a lie, ladies and gentlemen. It's a lie. You knew it was a lie. We fell for it. Don't fall for it again. They're not here to help you. They're bad folks. They are very, very bad people. If the government was willing to give everybody blanket statement $1,400, it's probably because they knew that it wasn't going to make a huge impact on the economy. Right. Well, I mean, why not? Tw- why not two thousand? Yeah. Right. And because they had to give those last six hundred dollars per person to their corporate uh, paymasters. Right. And this is the thing: is when we say the government, what we mean is the uh, just people working for the big banks, which are just full of people. These right. are just people, ladies and gentlemen. These are just people. Just humans. And these humans want to rob you. You know, and I mean, they want your money. The money's got to come from somewhere. It used to be that you could just open a company and make money from customers, long-term customers and things like that. It's looking now like they just have to squeeze this piece of fruit dry mm-hmm. and move on because it's about next quarter's profits, not about next decades. You know, it's like it's funny to me because when you think about when you think about identity politics or identity politics, when did it start? When did all of this it weird brand new? It started right around when Occupy Wall Street was taking place. Yeah, you know, and I all think that's sudden, when it really started ramping up really right. hard. Yeah. For sure. yep. Right. When it, when they truly were pointing out the difference between the one percent and the ninety nine percent, we had to we had to separate them in a whole bunch of different ways. Yeah, I remember when Anonymous was just a, a hit against uh, with Scientology. Talk live. Call in, talk about whatever's on your mind. The number 603-283-6160 at 603-283-6160. 
It's Mark with you. Matt. And Tyler. Guys, I got to read some of these uh, these uh, live reads I haven't uh, touched during the show. Uh, pay X. Everyone's talking about buy Bitcoin, buy Bitcoin. Well, I'm sorry. That's boring as hell. How about earning some Bitcoin, getting paid with it? That's the way. If you want to earn Bitcoin at your business, AnyPayX.com is the way to do it. Your customers will love it. Everyone in town will talk about your store being the Bitcoin store, and it's just fun. Get the free app. Start earning Bitcoin at your business, AnyPayX.com. It's so fast and easy to use this app. I mean, literally, if you have done nothing, you can do it in five minutes. If you already have a Bitcoin wallet or a crypto wallet, I should say, then it'll take one minute. AnyPayX.com. So I am just sort of wondering when, and, and I'd love to hear your opinion on the 603-283-6160, is that it, it seems obvious, and we all seem to agree here that, um, you know, those that call themselves the government of the United States are about some shenanigans that we don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, whatever, it, it seems really short-sighted to shove through this whole Supreme Court stacking thing when nobody wants it. Mm-hmm. And it's either going to go or it's not. If it doesn't, what do they gain? If it does go, then does that undermine the state to the point that uh, American, you know, Americans are just like, ah, I'm done. Uh, they'll just do whatever they want to do and it's too partisan and too messed up and we're never going to we're never getting back to unity um and and in this generation there are people that remember 9-11 they remember unity um for better or for worse mind you (laughs) but they remember it and they liked it Mm -hmm. they liked that kind of unity that existed for that one year after the world trade center towers were hit everybody knew that everybody was on the same side um you know democrats were listening to rush limbaugh it was amazing yeah (laughs) and obviously we've been torn so thoroughly apart and that can't be good for um the wealthiest and most productive nation on the planet i mean is that a good- I, I'm wondering if that's intentional too. I like a lot of the naysayers and and uh, discord that you see on the internet. I'm wondering if that's actually either foreign governments like having the troll Russians. farms and the Russians, the, Chinese. the Chinese. I yeah. mean, there's a ton. The Koreans. There's a ton of people out there who would benefit if, if we, you know, if you don't think apart. the Chinese have rooms full of people. Mm-hmm. Attempting to tear down factories. Yeah, worth. the United States is, uh, you know, the, the you know the, the average person's thoughts about the United States. If you don't think that's happening, mm-hmm. you're a fool. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean these these other countries have a vested interest in seeing like the U.S. empire fall, and then you know who's going to take up that mantle? Russia and China. Those are pretty good candidates for who's going to be the next totally. you know monolith power. Right. I mean, anything that um, you know, if you think of the world in the sense of superpowers, mm-hmm. um, you know, I prefer not to. I'm not a superpower. I don't control these people. Right. But I do. If I had to pick between the three, Russia, China and the United States, I would pick the United States. Right. Uh, I'm no super patriot or anything like that, but I'll go ahead and go that far. Look, the, the United States has had its share of atrocities and it's done its yep. share of war crimes. But when you compare it to like 
you know, like when you look at like the CIA with um, Cointelpro or uh, what's that big one? MK Ultra, like mm-hmm. these programs they used to do back in the 50s, 60s, probably still do to some degree. Horrid. It's, 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 it pales in the comparison of someone like the KGB. And the oh, kind sure. of things that they were willing to do. When when the U.S. government started uh, torturing people at Guantanamo Bay, they had to borrow torture manuals from the KGB because they'd never done their own research in how to get information out of people through torture. The KGB, you know, and let's not kid ourselves. I mean, Putin, the leader of Russia today, was a KGB agent. These people still exist. They still have this information and they're still willing to do these things. Do you really want that dictating the world's, like, what's acceptable on the world stage, what governments are allowed to do? I don't think Putin's even anything to think about. I mean, like, they're, that Russia's a regional power at best at this point. China, on the other hand, um, I mean, they China is planning a war with the United States in the next decade. They will Plan- absolutely starve their entire country to death to make victory certain in the future in that war. Right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. The Russia. I mean, yeah. You want to compare Russia today to China, which is basically this authoritarian ethno state, you know, that's Marxist in 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 principle. Right. Tr- Russia can't ch- stand China, never has been able to stand China, but they will they're willing to put up with something just to see, well, China's willing to take a stand against the United States. What's going to happen? Are people at home paying attention to what's going on the international stage right now? How China's ramping up um, uh, posturing against Taiwan at the exact same time that Russia's ramping up posturing against the Ukraine? If if China wanted to invade Taiwan, they could easily coordinate something with Russia and say, "Hey, we're taking Taiwan." You take Ukraine. We're going to do it at the same time. America's busy. Somebody's going to win. Everyone's yelling about yeah. their genitals and their skin color. Right. And Which burning, potty they need to use. Yeah, and burning things in the street. They're too busy to deal with any of this right now. Their economy's on the edge. Everyone's talking about this this the stock market that's overvalued, that's ready to burst. Right. And, you know, guess who owns all of our debt? China. If China and Russia at the same time decided to flood the U.S. bond market with all these bonds, it would lead to a wave of corporate bankruptcies. The stock market would collapse, and all well, of a sudden, we would all be chasing you know, our tails while these guys were increasing their presence on the national st- or international stage. To be clear, China owns about... Um I think it's a trillion out of the uh, 27 or $28 trillion the United States uh, owes. But is all you have to do is look at the corporations. Um, mm-hmm. Is all you have to do is look at the bankers. And w- who do they say that we need to kowtow to right now? Because the major corporations and the major banks and these sorts of things, they're all looking to China because mm-hmm. they're looking at that new growing middle class that's over there. That's where they make their money. China has a middle class. Just their middle class is the size of the United States. Yeah. There's so much money to be made there. And, you know. Now, their middle class is much small, is much poorer than the United States' middle class. Right now. But, yeah, right now. And they're, they're a developing economy. They're not, it's not a bunch of peasant farmers and factory workers anymore. Right. You know, these people own cell phones and they have cars and they have houses. And, and they're much more uh, used to authoritarian dictates yeah. than Americans are. Yeah, they can We're have, hard to deal with. And that's the thing. They can have best of both worlds. They can have, you know, from the government's perspective, the Chinese government's perspective, they can have a consumerist nation that, you know, has like educated people, but they still get to maintain this authoritarian dictatorship over them. Yeah. You know, and think about how many Chinese students come to America, learn American education, and then take it back to China. You know, they- that's a mistake of, uh, you know, the, the Republicans in U.S. for. Uh, foreign policy and immigration policy, frankly, um, you know, the United States should be looking for anybody mm-hmm. who's getting an engineering degree, a science degree, you know, these STEM degrees. The United States, um, you know, it's it's 
China's had 10 times as many graduates from uh, STEM graduates as the United States yep. uh, last year. And their economy, their economy is aging rapidly. This- There's only one way to handle this, and that is take the best fruit they've got. We can still get it, and they won't do it. Right. This, this really soft approach that America has had towards China had to do with this concept that we were like, look, let's just introduce our way of life to them, and then eventually China's going to come around and realize that freedom's the answer. First off, we all agree that freedom spurs innovation, but when you're China— and you don't want your people to be free, all you have to do is go send your students to American universities, steal the innovation, and then you get to keep your tyranny. And we've basically allowed them to reverse engineer all of our great ideas and allow them to catch up to us and now surpass us economically because we thought, oh, they'll come around and they'll stop being communists eventually, and they never did. Right. Well, I mean, you'd have to be... Um, sufficiently, the United States government loves to flirt with the ideas of freedom, mm-hmm. but they don't know what freedom is. No, so they've never been able to act. I mean, this is the problem: is is that um, you know, Chinese don't come here and learn freedom. Right. You know, I, they just learned a different, worse way to do capitalism. Sort of germane to the topic, and um, tying in the the previous talk, uh, topic with uh, the the cultural uh, things that are going on here. I don't know if you've ever heard of Lily Tang. You know Lily Tang? Yeah. Okay, so Lily She's a Tang, Libertarian Party uh, Libertarian politician. Libertarian Party politician. She's a Chinese-born, um, Chinese escapee to the United States. Yep. Uh, she lives in New Hampshire now, and she wrote a piece in the Union Leader. So if you can go to theunionleader.com and look up Lily Tang, it's a fresh article she put out today. Um, she wrote all about cultural Marxism and things like that yep. and how she sees it happening here and now, and it gets worse every day. She, she was what they call black Chinese back uh, in the day. Yeah. Now, that has nothing to do with the color of your skin. It's they decided there was the black and the red and the red was good and the black was bad and um, you know so her, her family was black and they got treated terribly mm-hmm. it was awful yeah go to the union leader and check out that article she wrote today it's phenomenal 603-283-6160 looking for a great real estate investment consider New Hampshire which is ground zero for the liberty movement your first call should be to Mark Warden from Porcupine Real Estate he's more than just a real estate agent he's your New Hampshire concierge where are the best places to live do you want farm city the burbs or forest do you want a duplex or multifamily buildings so that renters pay your mortgage? There are homes in all price ranges in New Hampshire, and Mark can help with financing, too. Invest in liberty and property. Mark Warden can help. PorcupineRealEstate.com Free Talk Live. Talk live. Call in, talk about whatever's on your mind. We're kicking off the final hour here of Free Talk Live. It's Mark with you, Matt, and Tyler. The number 603-283-6160. One of the nice things about if there, if you want to look on the bright side of uh, Free Talk Live getting busted up and hosts getting thrown to jail and that sort of thing is, is we've changed this host schedule dramatically. Uh, so, Tyler, you're back. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for coming in Happy and uh, filling back. in. Matt, I had thought that you were on the air regular on Never. Free Talk Live, but you've Never. been doing like post shows and after shows and mm-hmm. filling in on other podcasts. Yeah, Ian podcasts. tried to get me to do Free Talk Live for four years, and I always said, nah, nah, nah. And here I am having a blast doing yeah. it, and it took him having to go to jail in order to get me to do it, and I'm glad I did. 
number 603-283-6160. Guys, we're going to talk about one that's uh, near and dear to my heart. From WMUR, I know, ladies and gentlemen, you don't, you've never heard of WMUR, <laughs> but WMUR is the only FCC-licensed television station that I know of in the state of New Hampshire. WMUR 9 out of Manchester, Manch Vegas, <laughs> the big manch. <laughs> um, Manchganistan. <laughs> Manchganistan. <laughs> uh, yeah, um... New Hampshire's mask mandate to end Friday and won't be renewed, the governor says. So the governor's gotten a lot of heat over, imagine trying to be a Republican governor in the middle of uh, this blue New England Mm -hmm. and what that's like. So, I mean, yes, New Hampshire's definitely been worse than, uh, you know, basically the middle of the pack. I think they were number 23 or 26 on the COVID freedom charts in the past. So New Hampshire went from the freest state, in the, one of the freest states in the union, tied with Florida, with Cato Institute, uh, number one freest in North America, according to the Fraser Institute. And, uh, you know, COVID comes and wham, bam, 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 bam. The Republican government governor uh, just, you know, acquiesces to all the, the, you know, the closeted Democrats. You know, we're surrounded here. I get it. Um, and I'm sure it had to do with our elderly population. <laughs> you know, they make up a lot of the votes. They, they do. We do have an elderly population in New Hampshire. And why they continue to be up here where they can slip on the ice and break a hip beyond me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, go to Florida. <laughs> For God's sake, what is wrong with you? Your mm. your relatives can visit you there. Florida hates you right now. Yeah. Um, look, <laughs> I'm from Florida, and as soon as the as soon as they get a figure out a way to get the Yankees out of there, I'll go back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, Florida's, uh, according to the Cato Institute, was the number one freest state in 2019 or something like that. And it has a lot to do with uh, the property ownership laws and things like that. But um, in Florida, there isn't a mask mandate. Businesses decide whether they want to mandate masks and customers decide whether they want to go in. Because that's what freedom looks like, ladies and gentlemen. Telling people that they have to have masks in their business that's what tyranny looks like. Look, if you want to go in a business that doesn't have masks, find a different freaking business or call them and they'll deliver to your house. Yeah, no one's tricking you. Yeah. It's, they'll post it on the door. Yeah. I don't see what the issue is. None of your business. And um, that's how it's going to be in New Hampshire starting on Friday, and I'm looking forward to it. There were some very bold places who bucked it right from the beginning. I walked into one of them today and had lunch by myself and had a Skype meeting and didn't have a mask from the time I walked in to the time I walked out. And I yeah, if you leave any major, major like urban area in New Hampshire, a lot of the time when you walk in, no one cares if you have a mask on. Mm-hmm. No, they don't even think about it. Yeah. The yeah. rural people just don't seem to care. No, they and don't. It, and and it it that's affect, true everywhere. Yeah, and it didn't yeah. affect them any different. I mean, and that's crazy, too, when you think about the fact that, like, Texas got rid of their mask mandate, Florida's barely ever had one, and the numbers of COVID cases there are pretty much the same. Mm, so yeah. tell me what the masks are even doing. Well, nothing, nothing from a statistical standpoint. Yeah. I mean... I get it why somebody might want to wear a mask in a certain circumstance, and I think they should be free to do so. Yeah. What was it? Was Didn't we know that from the outset, though, because it was like, was it Finland or Sweden or Sweden. something? Sweden. Sweden. Yeah. Yeah, they, they just weren't having it, and their numbers didn't do anything no. strange. Nothing strange. I mean, you know, everybody, COVID does, what, what COVID did what COVID wanted to do, and all the things that everybody tried just didn't work. 
the mask what, stuff. What, is, what, what COVID wanted to do was kill 0.05% of the population that got it. Yeah. And then it was, you know. Yeah, and let's talk about, I mean, let's not even get into <laughs> the fact that the numbers are probably inflated. But, um, yeah, but like, you know, the, a, a virus is so small that like the 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 holes in the fabric of your mask are like a thousand times larger than the virus. Yeah. So the, let's just be honest and say that the masks are security theater. There was no evidence out there that suggested that masks are effective at preventing anything. It was all conjecture to make people feel good. And like people kind of forget that at one point in time, the Surgeon General told people to not wear masks. Yes. Like it won't well, do it, any good. Yeah. I don't know if it was the Surgeon General, but Fauci said don't wear Fauci a mask. Did, yeah. 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 The Surgeon General definitely did and said you need to stop wearing masks so the nurses can have them. Yeah. Like it was it was because well, the government was saying we need our masks first and then maybe later you can wear people them. People were right going now, into their garages mm-hmm. blowing off the dust off their N95 masks yeah. that they got at Home Depot in 2014 right. uh, for when they do the uh, the weed eating and stuff. Mm-hmm. And they were taking them to the uh, emergency rooms. And I, I don't have a problem with this. I think that's, I love that kind of spirit that America has. And I don't know if my uh, mother's N95 masks did anything good or not, mm-hmm. but we darn sure delivered them to doctor's hospital and we bought them uh, five pizzas. Yeah. And, uh, you know, great. I, I hope that that was uh, useful or whatever. I'm not angry about that, but th- that's where those that's where they wanted those masks at the time. I'm only putting a, a point on the fact that, yes, they wanted those masks at the hospital and you weren't supposed to be wearing them. You were supposed to be wearing a dirty rag shoved in your cup holder um, over your face. Right. And uh, look, uh, again, you should be able to do what you want to do. If you want to drive around your Prius... With a mask over your face. No, it wasn't a Prius today that I saw today. It was a guy in a Volkswagen Bug. A man in a Volkswagen, <laughs> a new Volkswagen Beetle. How now, sad. I don't know. Uh, look, I don't generally question people's sexuality based on the car they drive. But I could not drive my ex-girlfriend's uh, VW Beetle without feeling gay with a little uh, um, flower sitting in the uh, the vase the, the, there. The bud vase. I'm going to catch a lot of flack for this, but at least the new Volkswagen Beetles, like even just compared to the ones from 10 years ago, yeah. they look a lot better. They do. Come on, yep. right? Yep. Like they're not as I think they look better. Fruity. This guy was uh, in one of the newer ones and uh, driving in... Uh, rural new hampshire he wasn't coming from some place populated or anything Boston. like that there was there was no there was n- there's nothing within 10 miles of where he is and nothing to speak of mm-hmm. i know because i live there yeah. and <laughs> and he had a mask on in a in a uh in a vw uh, beetle if you want to drive around with a mask on in your vw beetle empty like nobody else in there sure Maybe you're keeping your dog in the back seat. I don't know. Uh, right. But if that's what you want to do, you should be able to do that. And Absolutely. Now in America, you can walk into a business with a mask on. Two years ago, it was weird. Mm-hmm. Like People are going to look at you. Why, are, why is that person wearing a medical mask? It was always normal in, in Asian countries. Yep. I mean, I lived in Japan for a few years, and if you had a cold, you wore a mask in public. Yeah, it's it a good was, idea. And it is a great idea. Yeah, it's, it's fine. Good. Fabulous. You probably should stay home if you have a cold, but uh, if you right. have to go out for whatever reason... Fine, wear a mask, wear gloves, do what do what you want. Yeah, but when you start mandating how people are going to live their lives and how they're going to, and I mean the businesses, mm-hmm. your business is your business, and you should decide how things are going to look there. If everybody's got to wear a yak skin coat <laughs> and a pair of Panama shorts, 
That's your business. Now, it might get difficult. I mean, trying to enforce (laughs) this, you might have to hand out yak skin coats at the front door. I don't know. But they used to have restaurants where people had to wear a blazer. I mean, how ridiculous is it now that you have to wear a mask into a restaurant? Mm -hmm. I mean, I've literally, I have literally had to buy a mask for $1 at a restaurant, at the hostess counter of a restaurant, to walk through an open-air restaurant with the doors open to go sit down and then take my mask off and get my glass of water. Because it's crazy. It's Why? just nuts. What does it do? False security. Yeah. False sense of security. Ladies and gentlemen, what do you think about the uh, mask mandate ending? It's ending in New Hampshire, but I'm sure you've got an opinion. We're Six all o- going to die. Talk live. Call in, talk about whatever's on your mind. That's what we do here on Free Talk Live. It's Mark with you. Matt and Tyler. The number 603-283-6160. It's 603-283-6160. Here in the beautiful White Mountain state of New Hampshire. Ooh, ooh. Can I they- just say real quick, I still jam out. To Rebel Inc.'s intro to every new segment that we We did. really did get some good uh, clips from them. Unbelievable. And, uh, they're so good. Yeah, they're so awesome for letting us do that. Oh, we had to pay them. We paid them a one-time fee rather than like over and over and over again. Uh, so, you know, one-time fee and we get to rock out forever. It rocks. Yeah. It rocks. And, I still bob my head to it every time. Yeah, and I think that we probably like we've never paid attention to the monetization of our uh youtube channels and i think that we continue to whenever we do manage to get a youtube video back out there and they haven't banned us uh for medical misinformation which uh, happens over and over because <laughs> we say covid19 and then they banned us <laughs> don't say the word like i'm not giving any inform any medical information but we said the word and that was it uh, uh, well let's appeal it uh, no <laughs> Why waste the time? Yeah, well, no, we appealed it, and they said no. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I mean, you know, they may be getting some residuals off of our uh, YouTube. It was up there for some time, but I think YouTube, I think that uh, that axe has been swung against our neck Boo. at this point, and we're figuring out uh, ways to handle it. If only there was an alternative to YouTube, like library. Indeed. Well, it's, it is, but it isn't... Uh, you know, it's a huge platform, uh, YouTube is. So, um, you know, I'll take it when I can get it, but I can't get it too often these days. Bitcoin.com is the best source for learning about cryptocurrency. Ladies and gentlemen, we just hit an all-time high, $64,000 per Bitcoin. It's probably time you ought to go there and click on Get Started at the top of the page. And if you are a uh, knowledgeable crypto user, check out news.bitcoin.com. We just read a story from them last night, news.bitcoin.com. A regular Bitcoin.com. Click uh, started. Get, st- get started. It's uh, Bitcoin.com is your source for getting a wallet app, mining, trading, and all the latest cryptocurrency news on a slick and easy-to-use website. It's that easy. It, you just got to go there. Check it out. So here in the White Mountain State, New Hampshire's mask mandate will end Friday, and it won't be renewed, the governor says. Now, the governor's p- faced a lot of pressure over this, mm-hmm. and um, good for him for uh, you know finally letting people decide what they should be able to do in their business. Bad for him for deciding what people should do with their business up to that point. Right. It's none of these people's business. 
They're just people yeah. someplace telling you what to do. And, um, you know, it's your business. You should be able to decide. Coming out of Germany now. This is from uh, DW.com. German courts to overturn all lockdown measures. Germany has um, entered a new partial lockdown that raises important questions about people's basic rights. So could uh, so could courts potentially overturn the lockdown and open all restaurants again? German courts are dealing with a major rise in legal complaints, complaints against uh, government lockdown measures because people know they don't do anything. Well, they do a lot of negative stuff. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm that, sorry. Yeah. That's what this article talks about. It has to do with the fact that like, this is psychologically damaging to children to send them to school and treat them where they can't touch other kids and they can't go out and play and they yeah. can't have any fun. It's insane. It, 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 it's, really, it's really crazy. And they, they've basically been saying up to this point that um, we're going to put you under house arrest without habeas corpus and you're going to live with it. Yeah. And courts are now beginning to say, hmm, not so much. Yeah, certain countries are starting to wake up. I mean, we had Belgium like two weeks ago when I was on the show. We talked about they got rid of their lockdowns. I know England started to get rid of their lockdowns or they're right. getting prepared to. I've have, I have talked to some people that live over there and said they are actively preparing to get rid of their lockdowns. So people are starting to wake up yeah, around courts, the world. Courts are, um, are you know, ruling against because this is the idea that, that that's been out there is, is that everybody believes this way and they don't. No. Most Americans, most people in the world do not believe that this stuff is a good idea. And the no. Great Barrington Accords uh, coming out and doctors saying, this is dumb. Mm-hmm. And the idea that every other illness, every other mental difficulty, everything is subservient to COVID, which has a 99% survival rate. Yeah. If you got diagnosed with cancer with 99% survival rate, would you do anything to change your lifestyle? No. I mean, you know, you just continue on doing whatever you did because, well, you'll probably survive. You might be part of the 1% that doesn't. It's lower than that, but, uh, you know, the case may be. Um, I just had COVID. I lost 15 pounds in five days. <laughs> you go now. I, I dropped some weight. I think and that's the thing. For most people, it's like a severe cold. It was, yeah, it was. That's what it's. Like. I, I would have called it more like the flu. Sure. Um, I know you're not. I, I know you're not supposed to say flu and COVID in the same breath because otherwise you support Orange Hitler. Oh, of course. <laughs> um, and because that's what Trump said, it was going to be like a bad case of the flu. And you know, you look back at these numbers, and he was exactly right. Mm-hmm. I don't know what he was wrong on. Mm-hmm. No. He was just, he just just said it in ways that made the, you know, some people really unhappy, but they were unhappy with him beforehand. Is orange man bad? Orange man bad. (laughs) So ridiculous. (laughs) Orange man haircut worse. (laughs) And yep, the the haircut's not great, you know? I mean, and and, and now you got geriatric Jesus. I'm hoping that- uh, (laughs) He does such a great job. He's really protecting us all every day. (laughs) He's out there holding holding the line. Sniffing the Against the Chinese. Sniffing those kids. (laughs) Sniffing the kids. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I mean, I I can't see how in the world anybody could be excited about Biden other than he's not Trump. I can see why you're excited he's not Trump. He's doing the same things. He wants to build the wall. You know, and it's the same stuff. And, he, and he's and he's like he's still being aggressive against China when it comes to trade. I mean, at least at, as far as posturing goes, but more against Russia, <laughs> but more so against Russia. Yeah, like 
it was never about Trump's policy. It was because Orange Man bad and he says mean things to people. Yeah. And that's all He it made was. fun of that retarded looking uh, reporter. It was terrible. <laughs> yeah. I can't believe you would even do He's awful. Well, and now all these news agencies are laying people off because no one watches the news anymore. I mean, it doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> right. Trump was good for the media. Absolutely. And I mean, they're stunned. Yeah. I mean, at this point, once COVID's gone, then what are they going to do? Yeah. Because there's nothing to look at anymore. I, I forget weeks on end to look at the COVID deaths uh, at the C- CDC. I was watching daily I'm what the deaths months. were at the yeah. CDC. We're now below... Um, at least the threshold that I had for excess deaths. Uh-huh. So um, it'll be diff- it, it, it's going to be weeks before you can say fundamentally we're below the excess death numbers. Mm-hmm. But um, basically, we're back to normal. Yeah, and I mean, you know, what? No, everybody's acting like it's going to be a fourth surge, a fourth surge of illness. There was a third surge. Yeah. Did that happen? There absolutely was a third surge. The third surge was honestly the worst as far as deaths went. You know, we were so shell shocked. I kind of caught out. Like Tyler and I were both really, really early to market on the whole COVID night. We were looking, we were watching the Chinese stuff in Wuhan burning down, and like that was that was December, early early to mid December of 2019. Well, and does anyone remember all of those videos that came out of China? Oh yeah, the nurses beating their heads on. There's bodies stacked up in the hallways. Yeah, people passing out in the street, and they were welding doors shut on people's houses. Yep. Clearly, that was all propaganda. Yes. That never happened here. Didn't happen. Lean in here, Tyler, and take a look at these. Uh, this is the deaths in America, and you can see, you know, this is April, March, March, April here. This is the lump um, with the warm states in the uh, winter, and this is the third surge. Of, these are deaths, actual deaths in America. Uh, so there was a third surge. I'll, I'll talk to you about it on the uh, break. 603-283-6160. As you may recall, we last left Jonathan Gullible on a remote Pacific island after his boat was blown far off course by a terrific storm. While Jonathan was wandering along a trail through a thickly wooded area, he was suddenly brushed aside by a gang of men who were dragging a young woman down the trail. Feeling helpless, Jonathan ran up the trail to find assistance. He finally found a group of people who were gathered around a tree trunk and beating it with large sticks. Jonathan ran over to the person who seemed to be in charge and said, Please, sir, I need your help in rescuing a woman who's in some terrible trouble. That woman who was just arrested? Don't give her a second thought. She was arrested? What was her crime? She was arrested for threatening the jobs of all the men who are working here. Really? How did you do that? As you can see, we work at knocking down trees by beating them with these sticks. Sometimes a hundred people can knock down a good-sized tree in less than a month. But this woman came to work this morning with a sharp metal piece attached to the end of her stick. <laughs> she outraged the others by cutting down a tree in less than one hour, all by herself. Such a threat to our traditional employment had to be arrested. But won't her invention of sharp metal on a stick allow people of all sizes and strengths to cut down trees? Won't wood cost less to consumers? These workers have arms, legs and brains. So instead of wasting time beating on trees, couldn't they spend their time more productively making products from wood? The purpose of work in this society is not to have new products. The purpose of work is to have unchanging and secure employment. So ends another bizarre episode in the life of Jonathan Gullible. Build freedom with laughter. Join the community. Access free media clips and more. Or get your free PDF copy of the book. Go to jonathangullible.com now. jonathangullible.com
Free Talk Live. 603-283-6160. It's 603-283-6160. Mark with you. Oh, shoot. <laughs> Low quality talk show host behavior. <laughs> Matt. And Tyler. The number 603-283-6160. For those of you who are concerned that somehow because of this, uh, the, the arrests of uh, Free Talk Live hosts that you can find out more about at thecrypto6.com. That ForkFest 2021 is not going to happen. <gasps> I can't imagine where you've been getting in your information. We've been telling you every single time we talk about it, it's decentralized. So it's going to happen. They're, we're going to be there. Um, if Free Talk Live will be there, if we, can, if, if we can manage it, we will be there. I can't imagine we won't. Check out ForkFest.party. This uh, it's a celebration going on from June the 28th through July 4th. So it's Independence Week Day weekend, or that time frame. And you can hang out with other freedom-loving uh, activists here in the Shire. Find out more at the unofficial website, forkfest.party. Get connected with other attendees there. You can, uh, you know, you can carpool up. It's the unofficial, they've got the unofficial telegram there, the unofficial forum. Everything's unofficial because it's forkfest.party. Go there, check it out, forkfest.party. Guys, um, in the the last just before the at the end of the last segment, we were talking about these excess death numbers surrounding uh, COVID nineteen, and I I just want to hear what your your feedback is on this. So I'm looking <clears throat> at a chart from the CDC. Now I've decided in my life is I can't question everything that comes across my desk, um, so I have to believe some things. I decided I was going to believe the deaths reported to the uh, to and by the uh, Center for Disease Control. Now, these are not deaths as uh, they're not ascribed to any particular thing. It's just deaths that happened in a given week. And going back uh, basically a year from today, there's a lot more deaths that went on from 2020, uh, you know, let's see, March 20, the week of March 28, 2020, uh, peaked up over excess deaths and then it didn't go below excess deaths until very recently february the 27th 2021 so almost a year's worth of body stack like cordwood here i mean not <laughs> i'm not talking about I mean, maybe i'm just guessing a percentage here um 10 more deaths just be you know eyeballing it here um are we say are you guys saying that these deaths didn't occur what are you saying about these deaths what are your thoughts when you when you hear when you see these numbers? What can we just talk about what it means to have excess deaths? Yes, like there's so there's an allotment, right? Like the government yep. decides how many people die every year, and that we're just over overbooked. Because um, I feel mostly like, we've been underbooked uh, for since 2017. Oh, so they've been beating it. Yeah, the, the government saves you from death. This is great news. <laughs> and I didn't realize. Been a few peaks up over. There was um, very early and very late in 2016. There was a uh, one week, and then in 2018 there was uh, like six weeks, and then 2020. Bam! Probably you really can't tell anything by this graph unless you overlay it on other years' graphs and things like that. Well, this that. is more than this is several years. This goes to 2017. Um, so I mean, you get some idea of the cyclical nature of death in the United States. Um, say, for instance, I'm looking at uh, July the 29th, the week of the July 29th, 2017 here, 
and um, 50,000 people died. But uh, six months before that, 60,000 people died. Mm -hmm. So basically, um, in the United States, 50 to 60,000 people die every single week, Mm -hmm. depending on whether or not that's the cold and flu season. Right. Um, You know, it seems. Except we're not having cold and flu. Oh, I know. It doesn't exist anymore. We beat that. It's cured. Yeah. And. I mean, if you if you look at this XX death uh, chart that was intended to, you know, back they 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 presumed that things were going to go on the way that they were going to go on, um, you know, the the peak in January really wasn't a peak at all uh, for COVID, so it was largely on it it it's just sort of an overlay. It's uh, it's very interesting. Um, anyway, COVID look, COVID wasn't fake, right? We all know it was made in a lab, <laughs> right? Probably in Wuhan, but like look, some, some government somewhere made COVID. Some yeah. people calling themselves government made COVID. Right. Which is fair, I think, to assume. But like, it's not that it was fake. COVID exists and people have died from COVID. But what bothers me is this idea that we're going to go to such great lengths to try and prevent death of this disease that people don't have an immunity towards. Now, if 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 this was like, you know, the Spanish flu of 1918 where 25-year-old, you know, healthy uh kids were, were getting smoked. We're, get, we're getting smoked and it was like affecting our ability to function as a society. Yeah, maybe we should do something. But like Obese, really old people who were going to die from a, flu, a real nasty flu if they'd gotten it could have died from that just as easily. It, if I was a tyrant mm-hmm. and I was going to design a disease yeah. that would be good for my nation, mm-hmm. that disease would kill the poor mm-hmm. and the old right. and the infirm. Especially right. if you're running socialism because they're... The most expensive ones to take care of. Well, at this point, everything's got to be, it, you know, social, socialist healthcare is mm-hmm. global. Yep. I mean, so there's a few few families out there paying for, uh, you know, healthcare in the United States. Yeah. They can afford it. Screw them. COVID-19 you know, that's how, wiped that's out a say. bunch of expensive ones. What's that? COVID-19 wiped out a whole bunch of expensive people. Yeah. It, yeah. It, a, a few, uh, you know, handfuls of expensive people. But when you look at the charts as to who died, it was poor, old, obese um, you know, existing problems, all the kind of things that a government would not want, yeah, and would have to pay for. Remember the Rand study from the '90s where they uh, gave people free medical care and some people didn't get free medical care, and the functional difference was um, less than five percent different as far as uh, a death rate went. Mm-hmm. Like they spent, they they bought people's medical care a hundred percent. You go to the hospital for the sniffles, whatever that took care of it, mm-hmm. and. It almost it, it was almost statistically insignificant the change um, as far as deaths and illness and loss of work and all that stuff. Yeah, because people just get by, and governments aren't willing to d- to do that. But if you were to kill people, look, I'm not saying the government killed off all those people. Yeah, but I am saying that if I was a tyrant, this is the way I design my disease. Governments have absolutely no problems killing off people, and. Think about the velocity of money for a minute. Mm-hmm. This is the most important thing when it comes to uh, you know modern monetary theory is is how quickly does money go from one person to the next person to the next person to the next person? Yeah. And the uh, group of people that are worst about spending their money are the sixty five plusers. Mm-hmm. They've got the things they need to have. As a matter of fact, in many cases, they're downsizing. Mm-hmm. 
and they're uh, you know they're re- they're not spending their money. They're acquiring money. Mm-hmm. So if you can kill those people off, then boink that that goes into the hands of their heirs. Yeah, who are then in the, an acquisitive stage. They're they're buying stuff and you know those kind of things. That, Interesting thought. Yeah. yeah. So um, I'm not saying it's true, but sure makes lots of sense. It makes a lot of sense, and I know that I've solved some problems in my life by following the money. Yeah. You know, and I don't know if I want to just jump on the ship and say that, like, COVID was planned or there's an intention the behind it, but, like, it's easy to look at it and say, what's the real metric for when we should do something? Because there doesn't seem to be one. It just seems to be like, it's like, okay, there's this disease that's killing more people this year than died last year. Let's use this as a great opportunity to start telling people what to do, and we're going to start, like, coming up with these great ideas where, like, people are going to have some kind of digital passport where you have to, like, use it to get on planes and go to the grocery store, and we're going to be able to tell you exactly what you're That's all it is. That's you all can- it seems to be. Because people, here's the thing, people are going to think I'm a horrible person because I'm like, guess what? People die. Right, but guess what? They really do. One hundred percent of people alive today will die at some point. And the good news is, is that everybody who's died already can't die again. They can't die. Again. You only do it once. <laughs> One time. Yeah. Well, we were hoping for a zombie apocalypse here, so let's see if you. Know. <laughs> uh, still, I still have my fingers crossed. Six zero three two eight three six one six zero six zero three two eight three six one six zero. Free talk live. Talk Live. Final segment. Mark with you. Matt. And Tyler. <laughs> Sorry, Matt. <laughs> the number is 603-283-6160. 603-283-6160. If I haven't mentioned it up to this point, the Crypto6.com, <laughs> you can go there, support our co-hosts who have been uh, ripped from their homes and... On, on what appear to be spurious charges, best I can tell. Let's go straight to the phone, guys. Got David calling in from New Mexico. David, you're on Free Talk Live. Yeah, so I want to get back to uh, Mark, your uh, uh, questions and uh, where you want to take your your issue. And I still was a little bit unclear as to whether you were inquiring only about the legal matters at hand or your operation there so i guess why don't we start there can you clarify that which were you referring to yeah i think what uh um so this is a question i asked you probably three or four nights ago and the question basically is what are it what if anything is free talk live doing wrong to sort of react to the Federal Bureau of Investigations, a multi a multi agency task force, busting up our studio, and um, you know doing uh, you know this this is could be international news, mm-hmm. and it's not. Yeah, and I don't know what I've you know I don't know what I'm supposed to do about that exactly, and how to make it uh, you know go viral or anything like that. Mostly, I'm just trying to get us on the air and making sure everything's fine all day long. Um, you know, at this point, the job that was once managed by two people is now managed by one. And uh, the other guy, Ian, is constantly calling me and giving me new crap to do. And, um, you know, I understand he's there, there legitimately is new stuff to do and things that need to be done. But 
I, I mostly, I just, you know, if I'm missing something glaring out there, people, something that I should be doing in order to react to this, uh, benefit from it, um, you know, get Free Talk Live on more stations, get it heard by more people, get the Crypto6.com with more donations. I'm not going to, I mean, we're nowhere near getting uh, the kind of donations we need to cover the lawyers' costs that we're going to have, and um, you know, I, I, really, that that's just a matter of getting the ear of some crypto whales, honestly. Right. Okay. So let, let's start with one thing you said, which is probably the most logical place to start. What what are, what are Ian's ideas on that question? Um, I think Ian's uh, Ian's always thought small. Um, he's not a big thinker, um, and he is uh, in jail thinking. You know, he's like, "Will you get in my email and check for this lady's name? I want to. I want you to send this uh, video to my lawyer so that uh, he knows what we were thinking, or something." So, I mean, you know, he's that's the kind of thing he's doing right now. Right. Okay. So, the next thing that comes to my mind: Have you done any promoting to media? sources as to what's going on to see if they have any interest some um we contacted the alex jones show and we um supposed to be i think it was around adam adam versus the man today um you know some some stuff uh been on a couple of crypto websites but they want to parrot what the federal government said too it's very important when the when the government says something there's no uh, counter to it but when a person says something the government's counter must be included in the story because this is how journalism works these days i don't know it's very strange okay well then uh, that brings up one thing then so how about the entertaining their if i hear you right what you're saying is that the the some of these people are citing back to you what the government is saying the government's allegations so have you then they don't uh, say it to me or offer no, no, they just, they just put a story together. Um, the, the one time that I've been interviewed, uh, I'd have to go look it up right now to say, tell you what the, uh, the the source was, but it was one of these crypto websites. And the lady tried to be as fair as she could possibly be, and she was far more fair than anything else that was out there because she included what I had to say. But none of the other crypto websites out there um, have bothered to ring us up and ask us any questions. It's very strange. Okay. Um have you uh, have you done it in an organized fashion? I mean, you've, you've called one by one. Have you put together a, an uh, an electronic mailing package to Ian's, send to them? Ian and, has uh, yeah. used to have all that. Uh, he used to be the one that handled that, and so it's locked up behind some password someplace. Is the answer? Oh, oh okay. So uh, is that something that you could possibly do? I mean, that's an idea that I have. If you want to. And you put together a media package and send it out uh, to all of the different, you know, possible media uh, destinations so that they at least have it to look at if they want to look at it. Has that been done? Next next time I talk to him, I will get that, uh, you know, the the pass, whatever it takes to get into that that list. I think it's a good idea. Thank you for the call, David. Appreciate it. Matt, here's a question I've been asking, wanted to ask you on the air. Do it up. What's the best concealed carry... Uh, handgun out there a sig p365 so why'd you pick that one no one no. will ever say these things no, no one will ever d- oh, go ahead i disagree what do you want america's concealed carry handgun is a shield <laughs> mmp shield what's the mp shield the original mmp shield the 2.0 that's what i carry t- it's a it's a single stack though yeah you you gain you gain nothing in um in capacity and it's the same size 
Yeah, I mean... Seven rounds versus 11 rounds. Okay, that's a good point. I think it's got a better trigger. I've shot the 365. It's all right, but yeah. it's, I, think, I think it's got a spongy trigger. And I don't know how reliable it is. I'm assuming it's reliable, but I know that I probably put 500 rounds through my shield when I took it out of the box without even cleaning it, <clears throat> and it never jammed. Yeah, I've, I've probably put 2,000 rounds since then, and it's never once jammed. I, I've got about 1,000 rounds through my 365, and it hasn't not even hiccuped, hmm. not even once. And I've been putting really crappy, cheap ammo through it. Yeah, you can run anything through the shield. Yep. What's like the price point check for 365? Ammo? Um, depends on wh- who you have friends with, but um, now I mean, they're like all MSRP. expensive. I think it's 599 Yeah, MSRP. see, the shield was 300 when I bought it. That was yeah, the, you, there was a point you could get a shield for 220 bucks. Now, since 365 came out, everybody's getting rid of their shields. So you can get you can get a Smith & Wesson shield for a song and a dance now. But So uh, what is a shield? Is it like a 1911 only smaller? No. Yeah, you you said want, it was, I've so, got one on me. I can't it? touch it, but I'll look at it. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, a single stack, and I can see the width of the... Uh, of. Uh, yeah, I mean... Here. I wouldn't call that a. Uh, now you had to do this to me because because I I don't have my I don't have my uh, 365 on me. Yeah, this thing's got a really flat. It's like I like that it's flat, but it's Isn't also uncomfortable. Flat will bite into the the meat of your hand when yeah, you kinda, if you fire and yeah, fire and fire. It's not. It's you just, just keep blowing commies away one after another. Yeah. You know, look, uh, Tyler. Mm-hmm. If you're just going to keep shooting commies, you really should get to your rifle. Yeah, That's right. I mean, ideally, you're. Your your sidearm is what ideally your sidearm is what you want to take to get to your rifle. Yeah, it's 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 not a means to an end. But Karen Nation would freak out if we just walked into the grocery store with AR-15 strapped to her back all the time. Yeah, so, I mean, probably it seems like a lot of work too. I mean, I don't know that I I wouldn't want to do that personally. I mean, yeah. and the guys Bonky. from ten or fifteen years ago that were going to like Starbucks. I mean, they didn't look like heroes. I can nah. yeah, you. no, you look you look like a jerk. Look like a mall ninja. Even open carrying to me, you look like a jerk because you're just signaling signaling to everybody that if some does if some commie does want to start shooting up a grocery store you're the first target because you're the only threat to them so you need to carry something like the one, one thing i love about the shield is it's less than an inch thick like i can wear it with a t-shirt and and cargo shorts you know or a tank top and you can't see it do you have a special holster for it or is it just yeah a, i use an alien gear holster it's an inside yeah. the waistband holster it it spreads the weight out across like yep. A six inch area. It it's makes really it much nice. more comfortable, as I understand it. Uh, yeah. This, uh, this, you know, these 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 inside the waistband uh, things are just so comfortable, and basically you can't tell that uh, you got anything on, and people don't know. Yeah, I mean the only the only thing you pay attention to is the weight. Otherwise, it doesn't get in the way. It doesn't hang up on anything. Yeah, there's been a lot of uh, leaps forward in technology as far as comfort mm-hmm. in carry, and I think that this is, uh, you know, it ain't it ain't like when you just shoved it in your waistband and it pulled your pants down and all yeah. that stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, if it was and, ever like that. Yeah, and like one thing that I love that came out of this whole COVID fiasco that we've been going through this past year is so so many people have contacted me and asked me, "Hey, I want to buy a firearm. I want to learn how to protect myself. What can you teach me?" You know, and I feel like how many people have bought, how many new gun owners have there been in the last year? Something like 12 million. Yeah. Zillions. And and no one can buy ammunition. Gun prices are going through the roof because I'm glad to see they're practicing. Yeah. And this is great news. I I don't know that they are practicing. I think everybody went out and bought a gun and two boxes of ammo and they don't know what to do with it. They're (laughs) sitting there staring at it. I hope not. And that's the thing was like, this could be the pivotal moment when America gets back to being a gun culture. Hopefully. You know, because that's what I want to see more than anything. I wonder, I I have a conspiracy. What's that? Why is that? Why Why is that? Why do you want to see 
It's armed. great for America. Everybody should be armed. No one is responsible for protecting you except for you. You are responsible for taking care of yourself. All right, go ahead and say your carry again. I'm carrying. What carry what? Oh, an MMP shield. And I carry a Sig P365. And you like those both? Yes. I, yes. Yep. Check them out. Uh, check out. TheCrypto6.com and FreeTalkLive.com. Lots of ways for you to be involved. 